When I started this podcast, I wanted to find out what leadership for a better world guided by nature is. Because frankly, I've been talking about it a lot, and I've been hearing about it a lot, but I find it very hard to specify what are the things that we actually need to do in order to contribute to a better world, let alone what are the principles that we follow if we want our leadership to be guided by nature. This podcast called The Expedition is inviting guests to guide us in finding these answers. And today, one of these guests, one of these guides is Raymond Aandekerk. He's the director of Greenpeace Luxembourg, but moreover, he is a man who has been involved in so many projects and has been contributing to so much research about, well, basically a better world guided by nature. Yeah, welcome Thank to you. the expedition, yeah. Raymond. Yeah, a pleasure for me to join you. Mm. Yeah, you're calling us live from where exactly? So I am. Uh, I'm hosted in Luxembourg. I'm living in Luxembourg and I'm working in Luxembourg. Yeah. Mm. So mm. near near the city uh, in a in a small village. Uh, you can even say it's a farming village. We still have farms here uh, and people have gardens and. Uh, it's fine. It's it's. I would say it's close to paradise. <laughs> it's close to paradise. All right. Maybe we yeah, can yeah. hear a little yeah. bit about that uh, about that later. Yeah. That also brings us to the first question of this podcast. Could you tell us a little bit about your meaningful place in nature, and that might even be a garden in your village? And, and you are absolutely right. It, it is the garden at the moment. Uh, and oh, it is. We, <laughs> Before we met now here uh, online, I, I, I went to the garden and uh, I was now three days, four days uh, visiting family in holiday in Holland. And uh, it, it was nice to, to go there, but um, I was a little bit uh, scared. No, no, that, that's a little bit too much said, but um, um, I, I was really, uh, I had to organize well my garden and that my brother, who is my neighbor, had to look to my garden. and. Uh, so I came back and everything is fine and plants were, were watered and, and uh, so it, it is really the garden and um, it, it has, um, you know, I, I studied agriculture and uh, I was growing up on a farm so I was close to, I was close to, uh, to, to garden and to nature and to agriculture mm-hmm. production and uh, to, to, to live on a, on a small, in a small village. That was something of my childhood, which was very important for me, for my uh, mm-hmm. for my further life, of course. And then, uh, like everybody, I think, as teeny, you get more distance to it. And then, uh, and then, uh, when you are getting older, you are uh, coming back to sometimes to the roots. Also, for me, it's I, I came more back to the roots, and this the garden of my father, who started in nineteen seventy six with this garden uh, in the house where I'm living, and. So it's some kind of heritage I uh, I keep in honor also to to my family and uh, but it, it it's more than that it's it, it's it's production of vegetables it's being outside it's I'm also more busy the last years with ornamental plants so uh, I'm I'm producing nearly everything from seeds so um, oh, wow. it, it's also um, a very important thing for me to 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 be part of uh, of the evolution when I'm starting. Yeah. 
when I'm starting with seeds, it's always a new start uh, until the end when people, when, uh, not people, but when plants are dying again and then you start again the next year. So um, it, it's for me a, a, a very important part of, of culture. Yeah. Well, and I mean, uh, I'm right there with you because I also grow my own vegetables and I try to do everything from seed. And there's so much pain and effort going into planting a little seed and trying to make that grow. And sometimes when that doesn't work, I don't know how you feel about it, but sometimes I, I plant, for instance, I have, I have pepper seeds and it's, it's hard to, to make them grow, especially in these kind of, uh, these kind of climates. Uh, and I try and sometimes they come up and it's so cool. But then I also know that 50% of them actually they don't come up and it's, it's so painful. You know, do you, do you share yeah, that yeah. feeling? Absolutely. And every year, every year it's a different one. So like when you say now uh, peppers, uh, paprika, um, last year I had mm. a big success. My, my glass house was only peppers. And, uh, and this year I said, okay, uh, I like peppers. And uh, it was only one third of the plants <laughs> who came up this year and uh, <laughs> but uh, I, I came back now from Holland and I saw that uh, I, 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 I said um, I, I planted um, five rows of carrots and, and, and all of them are coming very nice so every year something is wow. going well and something so that's every every year it's a new experience yeah yeah exactly so, but Raymond, you're not only a gardener, definitely not. Uh, and I think with all the passion that you're talking about your garden, mm -hmm. we could feel this podcast also just talking about gardening, but that might be a different, uh, a different show. You're also the director of, uh, of Greenpeace Luxembourg. So how does somebody that was in agriculture and grew up with gardens and then had teenage years, maybe a bit more distant from agriculture, how, how did you become the director of Greenpeace? Um, I, I'm director of Greenpeace since five years now from uh, now exactly uh, this, year, this, this week it was five years. I started there mm -hmm. and to make it easy, I only had one job before. Um, so okay. I'm, now, I'm 61 now and um, I had only one job before. So I was working at, um, an, at, at the Nature Protection Foundation here in Luxembourg for 28 years. And that was done after my study of agriculture in Vienna. So it's quite normal that uh, Luxembourgish people are leaving the country for, for studying to Belgium, uh, Germany or France or Austria or Switzerland. So I went for nearly eight years to Vienna to study agriculture science. And um, then I came back to Luxembourg um, and I was working for this Nature Protection Foundation. And that was an interesting time, 88, when, um, when there was more and more awareness about nature and uh, there should be something done to, to protect it and also to be more formal uh, with laws and with regulations and so on. So in, in the most of the countries in the 80s, beginning of the 90s, the government started to have also um, ministries of environment in different uh, constellations, of course. And, uh, but there was no, not so much experience on, on that level, administration level. So we as NGOs and, and foundations, we had, we were good luck and we were, uh, we were a little bit the backbone of the ministry. And we, we did a lot of research. We did a lot of mappings I, like I did. I started doing mapping in Luxembourg. So I was paid to, to do excursions and to, to, to make big walks with the country for a few years. 
and then when we when we when we saw where we where we have a lot of damages in in in, in landscape and where, where things are okay we developed uh, programs for um, nature protection eh? and um, more and more on international level eh? we had the same thing on eu level we we got this network of natura 2000 we have all these protected bird uh, bird areas and so on and so on and um, and luxembourg also had to fulfill all these uh, directives and regulations and we as foundation we were working on that and uh, we were developing projects in communes with farmers that was a little bit my job to to um, to create the first programs for extensive agriculture for grassland biodiversity with farmers uh, and the commune eh? and then i started with uh, with uh, standard trees so food growing and uh, food tree growing um, water protection uh, meadows um, so I, I did nearly everything in, in in landscape with my colleagues um, to 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 create more biodiversity and and, to, and also to to formulate programs that that farmers can really profit from it and that they get subsidies and no today it's normal that that farming uh, is subsidized also mm-hmm. for keeping biodiversity and and to create biodiversity protect the water and the air and everything like that and then okay that was doing that for 28 years and then there was an opportunity um Yes, that's, uh, they had to look for a new director at Greenpeace Luxembourg. And um, at that time, my, my, my wife, she was looking for, uh, for, for as well for another job a little bit. And I said to her, yeah, that's something for you. And uh, okay, then weeks passed, weeks passed, and uh, they didn't find some, somebody. And I had to look again to the, the, to the uh, announcement of, of, of Greenpeace. And, and I said, I read it again. I said, okay, that's me. At the end, it's uh-huh. me. What they ask for, that's exactly my profile. And I said, okay, I will do it. And uh, I got the job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it was not It was not because I was bored of, of, of my job at the nature protection. Eh? And, and in parallel, I did other, other things. Perhaps we are coming back to that. And, um, now, and, and it's nice to... to, to, to to leave a job where you are happy, where you are fine with your colleagues and a lot of things still to do. And then you say, okay, I can change now. It's a different level. Um, it's a new challenge. And uh, and so I did it. And, 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 and it's really okay. And I'm, I'm very happy that I did it. Yeah. And you were hinting on it already, but in the, in the pre-talk that we had, you were telling me about a lot of these I would always call them side projects, but they're not necessarily side <clears throat> projects. I think they're, they're things that you do from the heart and sometimes they're part of your job, sometimes they're not. But as I've understood, you're doing a lot of, okay, I'm going to call them side projects, side projects or little projects that involve, I don't know, beekeeping, growing fruit trees, um, investigating self-sustainability for Luxembourg. There's all kinds of it. Was that actually part of your job or are you just doing that, you know, from passion? Mm. I had, I had a big chance to, to have a job where I really could, could live my passion. And I, I went every day. I, I liked to go to work every day and I did exactly what I wanted to do. And uh, we had a very, very nice board. We had a lot of opportunities also from the ministries from the 90s, beginning 
uh, of the 20s and um, that was a big chance to to have a lot a lot of freedom to create projects so we had an idea and we just we were we were writing an application and and it was it was mostly okay and so then we uh -huh. started this 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 all this kind of projects for uh, and and so on so and 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 and, and in this in this um, 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 in this field, um, in this world, the small world of Luxembourg, we had other opportunities. So um, when I came back from Vienna, I was already um, engaged in uh, in organic farming in, in Austria. And uh, so I observed it and I did some study work on that as well. And uh, so I came back to Luxembourg. There was no farming association of organic farming. So uh, in, in 89, we created the Association of Organic Farming in Luxembourg. Uh, one year later, we created uh, the first uh, organic shop uh, for organic products in Luxembourg. And I was always shareholder. So I, I was just coming back from the, from the university. I had to pay my debts at the bank. And, uh, but I was always shareholder in this kind of new, yeah. um, of, of new companies. So then we created a cooperative for organic farmers. Then we created in the beginning of the 90s a wholesaler and so on. And then we are the next jobs. And, uh, and that went for 30 years. So I was involved in, in all of this, of this business uh, as part time. It was not really my job. And uh, so we have now an infrastructure of 13 shops. We have a wholesaler, bakery, cheese making facilities, uh, and so on, and uh, more than 300 people are working in this infrastructure. And I'm still in the board wow. of this, uh, of this, of this uh, action company, of this um, holding, you can say, and uh, which makes mm -hmm. about 50 million of euros turnover every year. So this is still where I'm, I'm busy with, and that's very nice when we are coming back to discuss about economics and how we could change things. And uh, uh, that was. That was possible also because I had a job where my, my colleagues and my, my structure was so uh, diverse, orientated that I, I, could do, I could do a lot of things to that. And another point was um, I had a lot of contacts to, you know, on international level to organic farming movements in Europe. So I was for 24 years um, the representative for Luxembourg in, in Brussels to to work on legislation uh, which came in 92 the legislation for organic farming uh, so i was in nearly every eu country uh, where i visited a lot of farmers and that was really so in inspiring how to see how, um, people working on farms in in business to create things in finland or in uh, in southern of spain so diverse and that was that was really a very, a very good time for me. And one point of, of, um, of, of things you want to change um, is, is on political level. And another point mm -hmm. is that you need some science behind. And that was, that was uh, lacking in Luxembourg. So we created also about 15 years ago a small institute for, for research for organic farming. And uh, okay. there I was, uh, there I was director also for just for uh, uh, one day a week. <laughs> we had no money and nothing, mm -hmm. but it's still existing. And uh, there are more than more than 12 people working there at the moment. So that was important to have also some scientific basis to, to get better in discussion 
with politicians that you say, yes, this is proved, not only in Holland or in Spain or in New Zealand, but also in Luxembourg. It's a reality that organic farming is doing well for uh, biodiversity, it has more opportunities for the future, for the farmers, and so on. And, that's, and this kind of research is still going on, even when I'm not more uh, um, not part of it. Touching upon a subject that I find very interesting because I like what you're showing, that not only you're you're just involved in, for instance, the organic farming movement, but you're also trying to convince the stakeholders in the field, for instance, politicians, that it is good to be, you know, to move towards organic farming. Can you, because you also sent me an article, that's why I, that's why I was thinking on, about it. So on the one hand, I hear you talking about very, like, I know Luxembourg is a very green land. It's very nature. You know, you did so much research. You, you, you founded this, this couple of movements. There's, so there's one side of this picture that says Luxembourg is doing very well, like organic farming, biodiversity, a lot of research, a lot of projects. And then on the other end, there's the article that you sent me in which you have written in the Luxembourg newspaper that Luxembourg's overshoot day is February 14th, which is one of the earliest countries in the world to have their Earth overshoot day. So then I'm thinking, how much of an impact are you making or shouldn't, shouldn't I compare the two? Yeah, um, that's the other kind. The other, the other side of Luxembourg and another kind of, of, of have of having a look to Luxembourg eh? with all the projects I did. So it keeps me still positive, but you are just bringing up the point with the overshoot day that shows quite a lot that uh, we are in societies where we are, uh, where we are just living in, in not only one crisis, but we have so many crises and uh, all the time and all the NGOs who are busy for the last, the last, the last decades, we are just, telling these stories. Eh? It started with uh, Club of Rome, the report, and, and uh, Silent Spring, and, and already in the 70s, and, and so on. And, and now we have so many things where you can really show, show up with scientific research that, that we are using our resources uh, faster and faster, and this overshoot day is coming closer and closer every year. So in Luxembourg is the 14th of February, in, so that will that means the 14th of when everybody in uh, on on this earth would live like we in Luxembourg, in average, of course, uh, we would have spent all the resources uh, already, uh, which we could have for um, for for a whole year. We are already spent it on the uh, 14th of February in Holland. Uh, I, I saw yesterday on the website it's the uh, 21 or 14th of uh, April, so it's two months later. <laughs> And yeah. and nearly no country is is, is sustainable um, in in this kind of uh, of way. And so what to do? And it can be very depressive eh, when when this this overshoot day is uh, every year earlier and earlier. But that 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 is something you have to to accept that that are all that are the facts. But you always are busy with some positive things, and most of the people are doing that. And it's just to find out where we put our energy now in the next years, uh, everybody of us, but we need, we need really everybody 
to doing changes eh? in, in as we were talking about agriculture and food uh, how are we using energy more efficient uh, we see it especially now in this crisis with, uh, with uh, Ukraine um, and then climate change is still there um, the loss of biodiversity is it's 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 dramatic uh, we are coming to the end with a lot of resources we have a lack of land water polluted air so we, we have to do a lot of things and um, and at the end of the article uh, I, I I turn I try to turn it to to a positive way that 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 every that everybody of us has some possibility to do something and to share something. Eh? It, it's, it's easy to say when you are in some kind of comfort zone and you can do a project and so on. But um, especially this kind of people in, in our countries, we should, de- we, should, we should do much, much more than we are doing now. And it's, it, it's on a private level, of course, you can, you can do so many things. I calculated, for example, my, my footprint myself. Eh? What... what Mm-hmm. Um, what what I am why what what I am polluting uh, with my my lifestyle, eh? so um, it, it it's still uh, seven to nine tons of CO two a year. So I'm producing, and in average we should not have more than one point six or one point eight tons a year. Oh, everybody wow. on this earth. So and I, I, even when I have my garden, I I I take the train. I I, I stopped I stopped nearly flying. Uh, even then, you still have in in our lifestyle, you still have seven tons of CO two. This is still six tons too much, yeah? and so it's it's encouraged me to to do okay. Yeah, I have to do more myself, and that mm-hmm. and that to create also some um, some laws and some regulations for everybody that can move towards uh, a better a better balance. And this is a challenge uh, we should do uh, on, on at Greenpeace and at GOs and everybody in the economics. And because this is where it gets really interesting for me, how do you convince then your politicians in Luxembourg or companies um, to to actually join that? That positive movement that you are that you are part of, yeah. How do you do that? Yeah, there are different aspects. Eh? You have one aspect that you you see really the big polluters uh, who are acting globally. Eh? Luxembourg is a small country. We are our economy is it's it's global. We have more than fifty percent of foreigners living in Luxembourg. So we are we are a country who is really. In, in this net of, of international business and uh, society, cultural exchange, that I see it very positive, eh? the, this kind of, of situation we have. So we get a lot of inspiration from outside. We are cooperative. We have no problem with racism in Luxembourg, even when we have some of them. I will not be uh, uh, painting everybody as an angel in Luxembourg, but we have not this, this confrontation. Eh? So... Um, we, we, we can our our country um, is really open to a lot a lot of things also to to conventional business of course but we are also open to to changes eh? and uh, and we have money we have an economy who is still turning quite well so we are we are using a lot of money uh, 
to fight against climate change. Yeah? Okay, we have to do, because I told you before, where we are staying with our overshoot day, so we are really one of the, the worst polluters. So we have to run very, very fast, and we are pushing the, the governments to, to, um, to accelerate all these programs. They, they put it already on track, and um, so the direction is, is quite okay, and, but it has to be intensified. That is one point. Then you have of always big polluters. You have to uh, really to, you have to announce publicly and to 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 come up with this. And this is this is Greenpeace when you make an action against uh, I don't know uh, oil companies and uh, and nuclear industries and what uh, what else. And then you are showing the society these are the limits. We are already over the limits with this kind of industry polluting everything, that, that is not the future. So we have to stop this now, directly. And that, is, that takes a, a big part of, of, of the action we, and of the work we are doing. Also the lobbying behind. It's not only to making action, you also have to say, okay, uh, how do we convince companies? And, con and companies are often convinced when the laws are changing, for a better um, yeah. for better production of of, uh, of their products and a better behavior with their with their factories, and then then you then people are asking yeah what should we do, and then you have to prepare as well um, solutions, and that is that's why I'm also more involved not only at Greenpeace but also other associations and other movements to create alternatives. But a lot of our of our people in politics and managers, they have they they spend several times several years in different schools, which are telling a little bit the name narrative, eh? and that and that it's making mm -hmm. I make it simple now, eh? making making money, have a good balance uh, just on on the monetary level, but not on on in focus what is happening really what you are doing with your company. Is it really bringing something uh, in added value for the society? And these are kind of things where we have a small network also in Luxembourg to, to work on this question, how we can change economics, uh, finance industry, that we can accelerate this process to, to, much, positive, uh, to much more positive economy. And in your opinion, what, is the, what are the arguments that, for instance, uh, educational institutions or law lawmakers, what are the arguments that they are really listening to? What Because I, I assume that you are in touch with them. You're trying to push them to change, for instance, the way they teach, the, the way they make law. What do they listen to? What is appealing to them? Um, uh, politicians are listening when the pressure um, is, is is higher from the from. From public, ne? so that's why we are also joining the use um, for climate, fighters uh, for future, and this kind of movements. Th this is how politicians are reacting. But politicians are not the people who are bringing up the, the, the more creative ideas. They are just reflecting what is happening in society, and that's why we need this kind of protest. And that that's why also we need to to push and to, to show up with, with projects who are more positive, like organic farming. What is, the, uh, what is really the advantage of organic farming, for example? Ne? Uh, and, and then to bring, 
who bring figures, statistics. Uh, that that's very important. That you are that you are precise with your arguments, and uh, that that also you need in in, in the economy. Now, when you say, okay, this economy is making so much CO two, uh, the classic um, uh, car industry is is finished with uh, with um, with this fuel cars. So we need we need alternatives. Né? We have to show up this kind of things, and when we are not doing this, we are we are uh, having a, a big disaster uh, on, on on our planet. Né? And this is the kind of things where politicians are reacting very slowly. And to to move to get people to a movement, you have to be more more concrete. Eh? That you say uh, yes when you are when we are not doing this kind of changes. Um, you will have a disadvantage in the future, at least your your children. Eh? So we had also floods in Luxembourg. We had a tornado uh, twice, I think. Now and then you can and then the insurance company company says yes, this made damages for one one hundred million or one hundred fifty million euros last year. So and then people are saying, okay, that can, that has an effect an effect on me. I have to pay now more for my insurance in the next two three years. Nobody's saying it at the moment, but it's coming. And and then you have this, this um, this kind of 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 uh, of of, his, of 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 act of of things who are happening that you are that are touching people in their family, and it's not so abstract. Just on level, yes, one point five degrees. What does it mean? No, when you have a flood and you have the yeah, water yeah. in your house, then you are reacting because it's it's your damage and uh, and that is painful. And this is uh, for me now a little bit more the. The, the the reflection to, to 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 go more in this direction and to say to people, listen, it's really for you and 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 fun for your children, eh? and to to react now and otherwise it's really too late. So it so it makes sense to join a protest. That's also what I hear. Absolutely, and uh, and we made the last uh, two months ago uh, with uh, use for climate. We made. Um, uh, demonstration, uh, mobilization, just on the focus of, on uh, on the pension fund and where a pension fund is investing the money, and it's so far away for young mm-hmm. people at the end, ne? a pension. Eh? So they are seventeen and eighteen, and uh, we are we are discussing with them about financing pensions, but pension fund is financing and it's investing in in fossil fuel, even in nuclear energy, and. The young people say, no, no, that, that's impossible. We, we we cannot accept it. So we always try to to bring very to bring up very uh, to, to to bring up stories who are very concrete, and that you say, okay, now yeah. we want to change this, and then you bring figures, you bring you bring expertise, and that that is interesting, and and I like very very much this conversation with the young young people who are really motivated to have uh, also fear for the future, a lot of them, and. Uh, so to, to motivate them with us together to, to, to bring up further our, our movement. One of the researches that you've done, if I understood correctly, is that you've shown that in the end Luxembourg actually can be self-sustainable. Is that right? Did, am, I, am I stating this correctly? Yeah, it's 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 partly right. It's partly right. Okay, tell me. It's just it's it's just the point of uh, of food uh, self sufficiency. Uh, so we had uh, we it's the starting point was 
uh, when 20 years ago, when uh, this climate discussion was not as hot as at the moment, um, we said, uh, yeah, uh, uh, as Organic Farming Association, what would like what would would like the agriculture in Luxembourg when it would be climate friendly? So we started we started uh, calculating for Luxembourg exactly what does what would it mean, and how we, how we should have a change, and uh, so we were calculating and calculating and. Uh, so and then we came up with um, with some results. It was not so scientific, but scientifically made. But afterwards, some people did this kind of research, and we were not so bad in, in our figures. And uh, mm-hmm. and we have uh, in agriculture, for example, we have too much milk and too much meat, and uh, we knew that. And uh, then we were saying, okay, what what does it mean for our farmers still to keep uh, to keep cows? Ne? Which are not well seen uh, in the whole discussion of climate change, but I'm still uh, I'm still convinced that the cow is, is animal and is is part of the our our Western uh, European agriculture is still very important for us and it's not a climate killer. So we were doing a project um, to calculate what does it mean. So it was it was the uh, the results were that. Everybody in Luxembourg could have 2,000 square meters uh, surface available for the food. So it's just for the food. It's not for mm-hmm. other things. Eh? And that would be enough uh, for uh, 700,000 people in Luxembourg. So we are close to 700,000 people. In four or five years, we will have them in Luxembourg. So everybody would have enough food. But we have to reduce uh, the production of milk at least half. Of milk and also meat. Uh-huh. So we still we are still keeping grassland. We are still keeping uh, the cows. Uh, it's not that big change, but we are going back to intensity, and that would be some kind of climate neutral agriculture from from the production side. And uh, this is a discussion we are we are following now all the years, and that we that we are bringing up to the politicians. And very interesting is in parallel. There was a project in Berlin, and they did the same. Mm-hmm. But we, I knew this guy, uh, but I didn't know that he was doing this project. And he calculated a different project, and he said, "How how many how many surface do we have available for every citizen of this planet for food?" And he found out mm-hmm. two thousand square meters. So he found out on a global <laughs> level. Ex- you cannot say exactly. Yeah, it's it's approximately uh, approximately yeah, the course, surface. Yeah. That's of course. No? And but he is also working with a project who is called two thousand square meters, and this is on global level. That means so when we when we would orientate our agriculture in every country to to climate friendly agriculture, we could have. I think is my thesis. Um, I think we could. We would have food enough in tropical countries and northern countries when we would just go down and say yes, this is this are this is an agriculture we can we can use the resources in a sustainable way. We are not more keeping animals and cows than our soil is providing, and um, then we are really to the principles of organic farming or permaculture and uh, I'm not sticking to the yeah. to the definition but at least it should be ecological people are involved in agriculture uh, and so on 
So that was a, a very nice uh, project, which is still running, and we are doing uh, we are doing a lot of uh, pub publicity work with this, this project. And we have this exchange on international level yeah. with two thousand square meter projects. Ah, cool. And just to understand this correctly, so if we would if we would reduce um, our intake of uh, meat and dairy um, then to a certain level then we could create a, <coughs> a farming industry an agricultural industry that provides food for everybody that is you know yeah. um, climate it's, friendly let's say yeah it's the only way and you say the cow is not the climate killer this is something very controversial because in mm. the in the in the bubbles that I move in, everybody's saying, you know, cow cow is the death cow is death of climate, right? We shouldn't we should just stop radically uh, eating yeah. eating cow yeah. meat and and consuming dairy products. Yeah, it, it but it's it's, just, it's, uh, it's really substantially that you have to reduce. Now at the moment we are we are going to uh, production of we have a production of of, of a cow uh, i say 10 12 thousand liters of milk a year kilograms of milk a, a year we should go to yeah. half and then we are only using grass and the idea is that you are using the grass on uh, on places uh, on soils where you cannot grow other things and then so are using the grass and uh -huh. At the end, when you are when you are using just the grass, the CO two or the methane, which is produced, is, is 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 going back to the grassland. But when you are when you are creating more intensity and you are bringing up soya from South America, where the forest is burned down, and and we are exporting yeah. on the other side the milk products, it, it, it's it's stupid. Yeah? I think that's evidence for for everybody. That it's that, that it's not on a, on long term sustainable. So it, 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 I'm not I'm not making a, um, promotion to be now nationalism uh, uh, with with our production. We should we always have this exchange. But in this kind in this points where we can be sustainable, and this is with a cow, we can be sustainable, and it can be the basis of our agriculture in our in our areas. Yeah? Uh, other countries, it's different, uh, 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 but in our areas, and we can and we and we can improve and we can keep soil fertility for vegetable growing much better than we are when we are not using, for example, the cows. Yeah. And and you say we are using the same amount of cows. So it's the, the the amount of cows stays the same. It's just the amount of food that they eat. They just they just eat grass. Yeah, um, we should reduce as well the amount. Yeah, intensity and the amount. Yeah, but I, I would leave it to the farmer to to take this decision. You know, you can have farms with uh, eight thousand cows. Yeah? So uh, it's not something that you say um, we want now to that the farm looks like that. No, it's, the idea is that you say, look, farmers, we have this problem. We you are creating seven hundred thousand tons of CO two a year in Luxembourg. We have to reduce to nearly to zero. Okay, what is the plan? The most efficient plan is to reduce the to reduce the, the, the cattle and then to have subsidies for it. it, it it's it's a transition period. You have to you have to finance.
it's a money question as well because for instance in Holland a lot of these farmers are saying well yeah okay you want me to reduce my cattle with half I have a one and a half million euro loan at the bank that I need to pay off right so that yeah. is just I need to provide for my family as well why why on earth would I do that so you say we should subsidize the tra transition in order to make this happen otherwise yeah. it's not going to happen like like we like we subsidized the stupid investments uh, and and we bought the farmers to uh, really to a situation where they are in I, I, I feel with them absolutely yeah. but we have to go back it's not it's not a solution for them to just to, to go ahead with this kind of things we have mm -hmm. it's hard yeah. and uh, I, I think we have to to bring, to bring up uh, perspectives for them but the perspective is not to just to, to go on with the same uh, what we did now before that's, that's impossible that it's absolutely impossible yeah. the same is for the car industry the same is for the finance industry. Everybody has to to do uh, to do changes, and um, also the the farmers, of course. Yeah, not the only one, and uh, mm. that should be paid. And you know, the problem is in economics. We only are measuring economics on on the monetary level. We are not looking what yeah. is what is really happening. When we did imagine when we did this in in agriculture, we said okay. We had uh, now 40 years ago, we made this project of 2,000 square meters. And then we find out, yes, the cow is quite okay. We love them and everybody's loving them. We keep them, we keep them with horns and, uh, and, uh, and, 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 and like in paradise. Yeah? And um, these are the limits. And it costs subsidies, x euros uh, for, for, for a family, for example. Then we would, I'm sure that it would, it would have the same price, perhaps even less, to have more families on on, on, uh, on on farms and to have a biodiverse landscape, and then we are then we are paying now. Look to all the crisis we had with the swine. Uh, um, how do you call it in English? Uh, flu, swine, swine flu, flu yeah. Yeah, swine flu, and and the BSE crisis and all this overproduction uh, we had and subsidies when the milk prices too too low. All these kind of things when you are really calculating. All this money we spend already in, in uh, just in to to prevent most uh, the most biggest catastrophes, we would we would be much much more far uh, far away. And there are models now to really to we are we are promoting. Yeah. So, but can you give us a number? So, for instance, if Luxembourg, because I'm super fascinated by this whole idea of let's say let's say Luxembourg needs to move. And we're going to do it, right? So we're going to subsidize the farmers to reduce their cattle. They will only eat grass. Um, what is the what is the figure? Do, do we have a, somewhere a ballpark estimate where you can say, well, this is this is what it's going to cost Luxembourg to move an economy of seven hundred thousand people to a more to actually a sustainable food production. Um, I have not an exactly figure, but when when we are calculating with the subsidies. Um, the farmers are already getting at the moment in average is is sixty sixty thousand euros a year a farm gets a subsidy at the moment that was the last year's period when you have the sixty thousand euros per year per farmer you you can calculate yes um, you have a lack lack on uh, on uh, employees on workers on the farms eh, for example eh? and you can say okay yeah. with this sixty thousand euros per farm you can say I'm subsidizing fifty percent of the of a, of a worker uh, on the farm, yeah? then that, that would mean you can keep animals in, 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 in better stables, you can keep them outside, you can reduce and this kind of things. And with the other money, 
you could you could finance uh, more biodiversity. Uh, you you could now at the moment we have the problem with the um, fertilizers who are uh, dependent on the energy of uh, the fossil energy. The yeah. prices yeah, are yeah. very high. I can say okay, we uh, we are not subsidizing now. Uh, I don't know if the states took already a decision, but uh, farmers ask now for subsidizing the fertilizers. Eh? I don't know how is it in other countries. But that is the wrong way. So no, let's subsidize the system uh, on for your farms um, that you are not more using fertilizers. That you are using, for example, the fertilizer of your cows and of your and uh, of your pigs uh, more efficient uh, on your farm. Uh, and this kind of, of 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 reflections we should do. And I think um, agriculture is a is, is a part of economy. Um, which is subsidized so much and we could use this money we have already available and which is accepted also from by society to do better yeah so so but you're saying we could use actually we could start only with the same amount of money that we're already subsidizing just change yeah. the rules what these subsidies are being used for and then we're already making a very big step that would be a, a very good basis, and, and then then we could work on on a period now for the next uh, subsidies are always uh, fixed for seven years. This uh, cap, this common agriculture policy of the EU, which is at the moment uh, in discussion for the next seven years. So that that that's something you could fix with this kind of programs. Hmm. Very interesting, Raymond. And I mean, I feel that we could talk about Luxembourgian politics and uh, subsidies <laughs> for another hour. But I'm going to try to bring it back, try to bring it back to, to daily life, because the people that are listening to this podcast are also people that work in, for instance, governmental institutions or for banks and they're listening to this podcast and they are inspired just as much uh, as me by your friendliness, by your openness, by your eagerness for, for facts. So uh, I also have to say you strike me. So because when people say Greenpeace, we always have this activist kind of uh, picture in our head. And then I feel that you are you're also factual and, you know, trying to bring people together. And so I think that's very beautiful in what you're trying to achieve. Um, but what, where can we start as individuals in order to create a better world? What do we do? Mm -hmm. Good question. Um, so you, you have the private level. You have so many people are doing so good things in their life on social level, on ecological level. They are, and, and they are really active in nature protection organizations. Um, Sometimes people say, yeah, no, nobody's doing something. That's not true. A lot of people are doing things. And uh, mm -hmm. uh, it, it, it's a question of, of communicating uh, as well in medias. And, and that is what, uh, what is missing, at, at least to encourage more people to do a positive things. When you look to the newspapers, mm -hmm. you start front page, second page. Uh, uh, at the moment, it's really, it's not very encouraging. Uh, and it's depressive and it's, it's not so nice. I think on parallel, you and I'm, I'm convinced to that, you should always, always bring up good stories and to bring up stories who could bring it further together and also to create new structures in economy and society. And there are so many examples in this world, everywhere, in Asia or in Africa, South America and Europe, everywhere people are busy 
to to see this positive these positive things um, that you that you should bring forward for example in economy yeah, um, people are, are are working somewhere and they are not very happy to to do to do their work no? when I see how many people are frustrated in ed education and people are leaving education which is one of the most important things we uh, we uh, we have at the moment to to uh, really to to be at in in schools and to to work with the, with the children and uh, and the students that is so important and and people are, are just leaving the, the job and uh, and because it's more attractive perhaps in a bank yeah? which is also getting uh, worse yeah? so we are we are, we are getting everywhere on the limit so we knew we need in you we need in you some kind of balance um, um, to to, to create and not only on the monetary level and and for example when you're looking to the companies and uh, you have companies who are doing well for society and other ones are doing less you 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 should you should measure it and you should you you, you should you should create like you are making um, a financial balance you should make some kind of balance of common good yeah? and then you say okay um, we are we are giving points to companies who are doing something for, for example, education, for something for more biodiversity, gender. We are not um, buying in stuff from. Uh, we are really slavery work from uh, from southern countries where people are not well treated. Yeah. Uh, women, children work. Uh, uh, people are working in mines under very very bad conditions and. Our companies here, or every com every company at, at the end, should have some balance. And all these kind of points uh, and parameters, I told, uh, I, I was uh, lining up now before. There are much, much more. Mm -hmm. I getting points. And this this economy of common good is is a model which is existing. About uh, six hundred or eight hundred companies worldwide are certified, and they are making this balance. So you can have 1,000 points. It's a little bit like in school. Eh? When you are good, you get 1,000 points. You have. Uh, eh? It's a little bit the system. But we are used this kind of, of, of quantifying things. And when you the most you, the points you have, the better you are for, for society. And then you make every year, you make this balance. Every two years, sorry. And then you have also by your uh, auditor and, and by your advisor, you get you are working on the points where you say yes these are the seven points i want to work the next seven years more intensively to improve and the political idea behind this that this kind of companies should have an advantage in society for example when you are when they are taking up a bank loan at the bank yeah, that they get a better a better rent for example or when there is a public market for products yeah, um, that they have an advantage there and otherwise, you have n you have never a chance when you look to coming back to organic farms, or when you have you have really people doing uh, creating in, in handcrafts uh, things where we appreciate very well. They are ten times more expensive, but they have no chance on the market. This kind of companies and this kind of people would have much much more uh, higher points in this evaluation than other ones who are just working with machines and robots and uh, digital. Um, digital software yeah? and these two extremes and this was create that would create completely another economy that's my vision and that's also a point where i'm working on we created also in luxembourg a society a small ngo 
who, are, is, who is promoting this kind of, um, of, uh, of economy. It's also in Holland, it's existing, mm-hmm. in, especially in Germany and Switzerland, uh, also it's in South America. What, what is it called, just if people Eco- are interested Eco- in looking at economy, economy of common good. It's created by Christian Felber. Economy of common good. Economy of common good. I will leave the I will leave the link to that also in the in the show notes. So yeah, people can, yeah, yeah. It's existing in English and in, in, in Dutch. Uh, this, 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 and it's very inspiring. And uh, I do not have enough time to really work on that. But um, it's something we need in our society to to uh, yeah. to do ch- to make changes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was and I it was a bit of a trick question because I know you are a more like a system thinker, right? So you you immediately because I asked you the question, what 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 can I do like in the here and now? And you're you're bringing the economy of the common good, and I understand that. So it's also and that's very inspiring. Um, yeah. yeah. But if but you, I'm still gonna try to make it more even more more specific. So on a day to day level. Um, what what can we do as individuals? What is your what would be your takeaway message for people listening to this podcast and thinking like yeah? Besides trying to to make my company, for instance, uh, yeah. get a thousand points, which is a bit of a long haul yeah. maybe for some people. Mm-hmm. What what mm-hmm. do I do? What do I do in the here and now? Yeah, that that's a very good question. Uh, people are um, <laughs> I'm I'm living on. Uh, in the village, so I have the opportunity to to have a garden, to 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 produce my own food. But when you have, we have not all these possibilities. You are in an apartment, for example, and you have not not this kind of things. Um, you 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 can, when you have the possibility, uh, just buying organic food, for example, then you are creating an economy at least on 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 this level, which is which is fine. Eh? Buying a second hand, for example, it's a very important thing. Closing the whole clothes industry is so awful, um, which is creating mm-hmm. I don't know one one third of the climate or or uh, uh, of climate um, emission and 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 poisoning of water and air. It's and and even you must think on on the people who are working on that. So we have to be much much more uh, aware about this kind of things. Not to buy everything where we really don't know where it is coming from. Life is, is complicated and, and we must have a look as well what what we are doing, what we are buying. And we should be much, much more aware on that and and also to 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 get active in, 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 in politics and in NGOs that this kind of framework is 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 made that that companies can can really work in this in this kind of more positive way. That that's that that's linked very very much to the to the the con- consume side uh, and yeah less less consume it it's mm. very much it's very important but it's hard when you see advertising um, people are so much misled to to buy more and more and uh, driving less car uh, perhaps n- not not flying or less flying just for family reasons when parents or brothers and sisters are living somewhere um, yeah doing something mm-hmm. that your that your place where you are living it's a nice place and not just uh, running away because your place is not nice um, this kind of things ne? urban yeah. gardening mm-hmm. doing something in urban gardening with 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 neighbors and 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 and, and, really, and that's more philosophical question that you 
that you stay positive and that you try to create something with your neighbors where you can influence something. We cannot influence now the big politics. We cannot influence Putin or Urban or uh, Trump before or Bolsonaro directly, but we can we, we can be very, very much aware what is our doing and our acting, um, what is the relation to that, what is happening on, on an international level. That we that we, 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 we should think as, as, as far as possible and then say, okay, no, I'm not more buying uh, seven clothes a year in this and this shop because I know exactly for 15 euros or for two euros I cannot have a T-shirt because it's, because it's making damage on the other side of, of the world, that would help much, much, much. And then, and all these things, what I said before, this is, this is a big, more bigger scale, you have to do changes, that is on the economic side. And yeah, why not, when you are working somewhere, bring up some ideas. Another, another, another inspiring thing I, I had to look to it is to this... Um, to this reinventing organizations. How are you working in a company? Mm -hmm. There are so many interesting things, not only one model, that you are really working on, on, on creativity and on competences of your people in the company. I, I try it every day in, in, in Greenpeace. We have 20 people working. I try it every day and I say, okay, I'm, I'm not as my colleague. I'm, I'm, I'm quite different. <laughs> and, and at the end, is he has mm -hmm. competences or she has competences and okay and then you must be tolerant and you should have confidence yes let's 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 coming up to uh, my colleague with this idea and uh, and and we are we are now in this industrialized processes i, I just say it like that it's in, in banks is also some kind of industrialized process you are you are working on a different you are working on on on, on something which is which is already uh, uh, designed for you, you have just to execute, and that that brings a lot of that, that takes a lot of courage to to bring up a new organization. I only can say have a look to this book of uh, Frederic Laloux, uh, reinventing organizations. Yeah, definitely. And you and you get so many, you so many interesting, uh, inspiring things, and yeah, I think reading is quite good. Reading can help a lot, and uh, even going back a little bit in philosophy. Where is our system coming from? Our economical system, and, mm -hmm. uh, and 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 what is really the reason that we are at this at the situation we are now? And we are now on uh, in a time where we have to change. It's it, it's climate change. It's it's really the the biggest alert we have. But also the democracy and our economy is is working, and. I just can say to people, yeah, have a look, read, read interesting things, make your own mind on, on what is really happening and, 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 and ask, uh, ask even more of questions that you could imagine you can have answers. Hmm. Wow. Well, Raymond, um, thank you so much for joining the expedition. The goal of the expedition is to find out you know, to find people along the way of the expedition that we are making towards a better world and trying to, because an expedition, we, you'd never know exactly where you're going. And when I started this podcast, I didn't know where I was going. I only had one question in mind, which is what is leadership for a better world guided by nature? And I feel that you're one of the last episodes that, uh, that I'm recording. Um, 
and what I take away from besides all the facts that you are stating, because you are you are a well researched, very good system thinking. Um, you're applying system thinking in your logic. Um, but what I take away most of this maybe from this conversation is your friendliness and positivity are for me at least, and I hope for the listeners too, are very inspiring. It's no use. I was just thinking when I heard you talking, it's no use to become angry or to become frustrated with the way it's going right now. And yet we, we have to change. Just like you said, we have, to, we have to change. We have to change like immediately, but it's no use to do that from a, from a negative stand view. It's not no use to, to do that mm. from a frustrated um, state of mind. So thank you so much for sharing that as well. Um, maybe unconsciously, but uh, I just wanted to say, to state that. So thank you so much for sharing your positivity as well, besides all the facts and the system thinking that you're applying to the situation. Yeah. Um, I wish you all the best with your work at, uh, at Greenpeace and all the side projects that you're doing in, in Luxembourg. Um, can maybe as a final note, can, can we help you somehow? What, where can we, can we do something as listeners to, to aid your quest? Um, yeah, I, I think keep positive, uh, even when it is, it's hard. And, and when you are really in a, in a very positive mood, have a look to, to what you, what, what you really could do or where you could bring your, yourself forward to do, do a little bit more, huh? have an inspiring mm -hmm. by colleagues, by a book or something like that. And, and, and try to find some, some, uh, aliens, uh, some, some people around you who, who you, you can share your, 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 your thoughts. Otherwise it's, it's, it's not nice to be just alone. Eh? And, uh, it, it's, it's always communities yeah. who are bringing things forwards and it, it's a cooperation and not, and not competitions. And the last thing I, I, I was very much inspired by Rutger Breckmann's book of, uh, uh, the Mans and Dögen, uh, in, in, in English is mankind, I think, hope, uh, hopeful, uh, history, something like that. And this kind of, of books, uh, are very interesting, not just to take it as a Bible, but, but to, to, to go forward and say, yes, it's the only thing what we can, what we can do to, to believe in, in the positive, uh, in the positive vis-a-vis, -vis, in the positive people who are around us and otherwise we are we are we are failing so here's what we learned from raymond or at least what i learned from raymond it makes sense to act maybe not always in the form of protest but if we look at it from a broader perspective then our actions determine what the world looks like we vote we act with our time the way we spend our time we act with the way we spend our money. We act with the way we actually act throughout our daily lives. We act and we influence the world around us with our voice, with our writing, with the things that we pay attention to. So if you want to contribute to a better world, guided by nature, it starts right here, right now, with everything that you do.